You are listening to Rethink It with Dr. Martha J, where she examines how to utilize principles of habits to influence success in the areas we want them. Are you concerned about wealth inequality for children? Do you know how to use your current government incentives to get out of poverty? If you're underemployed, self-employed, or a business owner, have you paid attention to your retirement options? If you're a homeowner, do you understand how to leverage your home equity to improve your financial status? Do you understand estate planning? Do you know how to speak to your children about money? Are you a financial advisor who would like to share information to middle and low income listeners? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then this season of Rethink It is for you. Welcome to Rethink It, a place where we examine issues and concerns and we identify habits we can implement or cultivate to effectively address these issues. On this season, we will take a look at financial literacy. We hear the term financial literacy loosely used on political ads, but do we understand what it means? Do we understand the real value of financial literacy? As a society, have we placed sufficient effort to liberate that money talk? Um, I, when I look at the statistics from the Program for International Student Assessment, it indicates that 80% of its test takers, which happens to be 15-year-olds, 80% of the students had the knowledge of money on a level two. This means they had the basic knowledge about money, and that included things like buying, selling, saving. That's as far as it went. But the main objective, according to PISA, is that the test is designed to measure whether students have the knowledge and understanding of financial concepts and risks as well as the skills, motivation, and confidence to apply such knowledge and understanding in order to make effective decisions across a range of financial contexts to improve the financial well-being of individuals and society and to enable participation in economic life. And it is a mouthful. I have invited Mary from Be Unique, who will help me just navigate the topic from an ordinary perspective, from just ordinary people trying to understand financial literacy. So, Mary, okay. what comes to mind when you hear the term financial literacy? Well, a lot of things come to mind now that you and I've had a discussion about this. 
until you and I talked about financial literacy, I never really thought much about it at all. I basically thought I handle my money and my money handles me. Uh, but I thought that financial literacy was a word or a phrase that would be used by people like tax accountants or, or accountants and tax uh, people. It wasn't something that I needed to know about. But after having a discussion with you about financial literacy, I realized it's something that not only should everybody know about as a person, you know, a retirement age, children need to learn about it from a very early age so that they can understand how financial literacy uh, applies to them and, and what, what it actually means to be literate. Because we want our children to be literate in the three R's, reading, writing, and arithmetic. Exactly. Which arithmetic starts with an A, but we've always said chop that A yes. off. And you know, we want our children to be literate in world events and historical events. We want our children to know what's going on in the current political climate around the world, not just wherever we happen to live. Why wouldn't we want our children to be literate in financial issues. Exactly. And so just as you brought out that broader idea, and that's exactly what, so according to the Program for International Students Assessment, which is um, an assessment conducted by the OECD, they stated that 80% of their test takers, and the test takers are 15-year-olds, 80% of those students were able to score on a level two now you have five levels and level two is like a basic things like they know about buying, selling and saving. And that's about where it ended. But according to PISA, they need students needed to learn a lot more. And I'm going to share their um, scope with you. It says that financial literacy test is designed to measure whether students have the knowledge and understanding of financial concepts and risks, as well as the skills, motivation, and confidence to apply such knowledge and understanding in order to make effective decisions across a range of financial contexts to improve the financial well-being of individuals and society and to enable participation in economic life. So it's way more than just buying, selling, and all of those things. 80% of students were, not, were, were just on the basic. So when we got to level three, things like interpreting an invoice, interpreting a payslip, students did not know how to do that. It was like 30% of students. 10%, only 10% of students were, were able to understand questions on level five, which dealt with things like stocks and bonds and, and those kind, that level of things, or 15-year-olds. And then the, here's, the, here's the kicker, Mary. 94% of these students said that they learn about money from their parents. So if 80% of them do not know much, what does that tell you? That tells me the parents don't know much or the parents are not talking and teaching their children. It's one of the two. 
So it's either we do not know about money, we enough about money, we only tell them what we know. And so when we look at that disparity, what I'm asking is who teaches them? Don't go away. When we come back, we will continue our discussion on financial literacy and how we can help our children learn about money. You are listening to Rethink It with Dr. Martha J, where she examines how to utilize principles of habits to influence success in the areas we want them. Welcome back. You're listening to Rethink It with Dr. Martha J, and this week we are discussing financial literacy. One of the ways that parents can help children develop the knowledge of money is by ensuring that they themselves have developed that knowledge. And I know that for most of us, we will say that financial concepts are difficult. And honestly, I believe they are uncomplicated. However, I have found that there are quite a few kid-friendly books on the internet that cater to teaching children about investments. And I am not ashamed to tell you that a lot of the concepts that I now know, I learned them by reading the books on investing for kids. So parents, one of the things that you can do, one of the simple habits that you can develop is to go online, look for books that talk about investing for children teaching children about money, purchase those books, at least one. Learn about concepts that you're not very familiar with. Things such as risks and rewards and um, stocks and bonds and mutual funds and just almost anything, how to manage money, how to, um, you know, different types of accounts, what kind of accounts... Most, most times we know just saving and checking accounts, but there are lots of other ter- terms that the tests require students to be able to know by age 15 so that they, be, they can become good functioning citizens who will be able to learn to manage money well and be able to build wealth. And so... The basic thing that you can do for our children, since they're not being taught about money in schools, and what is surprising is I looked up and saw quite a few quotes from politicians saying that we should teach financial literacy in schools. And for years, everybody's been saying we should, but it is still an option. And sometimes I want to, I wonder why. Is it because we're afraid that if everybody knows about money, that will no longer have poverty, will eradicate poverty. I'm not sure. But if we find out more by educating ourselves, our children are saying that they learn from us, then we can in turn educate our children. So yes, you may go to the bank and then they start using terms for you that you do not understand, like securities and, and investments. And you're like, what are you talking about? I understand that. But you can go ahead, go online, find a book that's kid-friendly, and you can teach yourself and then 
teach your kid in return. Yeah, I have encountered a few books online about how to teach kids about money. One of them is Investing for Kids, How to Save, Invest, and Grow Money. And it's by Dylan Redling and Allison Tom. I have another one endorsed by Financial Advisors. It's Kids Guide to Money by Kai Brown. So there are books online to help parents talk about money teach them about insurance for example mary you have a child who you get, christmas just passed and you gave a child a toy and it broke and then they cried to dust asking for another one some parents will just run ahead and buy another one but you can teach kids from early it's like your car if you crashed your car you will get another car but it's probably the insurance gave you money but they didn't just give you money and so that, these are ways we can teach kids about insurance. And one of the clips that I read somewhere was piggy bank. You have a child with a piggy bank and you teach them, well, the, you know, that money you put away is like the insurance for your toy, the insurance for something. If something broke, then we're going to take the money from what you collected to pay for it because I already bought it for you one time. I shouldn't have to buy it for you twice. We have parents buying all these Xboxes for kids because they brought in good grades. Well, that's not teaching them about financial literacy. You need to teach them, help them understand how did you come up with that idea? Where did you get the money from to be able to buy them a game? How do they treat it? All of those things. So I'm hoping that we can just um, encourage parents to use the basic things that they do, like buying toys and and especially to replacing things and, and giving them money for... Um, chores and and all of those things when you give them those things it, it shouldn't just stop there it's to teach them how to invest how to you know bagging how to shop how to budget all of these things we can teach them from elementary age and as they start going up we will start talking to them about you know reviews go on to amazon instead of just going to amazon and pick something that is the most expensive Read the reviews. By the time your child is 12 years old and 13, even younger, they should be able to read reviews and say, why am I buying this one? Well, there are four options of one product. Why did you pick that one? So we, we right. want to, and, and these are the things that PISA is saying that kids need to be able to do. They need to be able to understand and make decisions, analyze things and make, make decisions based on this analysis and this understanding of products, of concepts, and in society in general. So financial literacy is such an important tool, I think, to avert poverty. If we do not know, it makes no sense. You can give me a million dollars, Mary, and if I know nothing about how to use money, it's, I'm gonna be poor tomorrow. And I think it was one of Did the- you know mm -hmm. that the majority of people who win lottery mm -hmm. of a million dollars or more mm -hmm. are bankrupt within a year because they, it's not money it's, and, and that's the difference between money and wealth the first was you were looking for those books yes. so you found them mm -hmm. so i think there are a lot of parents out there that might not know that they should be looking for them mm -hmm. so i'm hoping that your podcast will reach them 
and they'll start thinking, oh, I need to start educating myself. Exactly. And the other thing that I thought about was we did an article and we also did a some kind of trade like in kind with Be Unique with an app called Busy Kid. Mm. And it's a telephone app that parents use if they want their child and it helps them teach, helps teach the children about money. Mm. Um, and if you'd like, I can send you the information to reach out to them. It might make a great um, contact on your, you know, if you wanted to have a, expand your shows right. on this topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it teaches children not only how to make money for chores, you know, because if you're going to pay your kids for a chore, there needs to be some tangible reason for it. Not just, I, I, I swept the floor, so I got a dollar. Mm-hmm. You know, it has to be something more uh, along the lines of, okay, I swept the floor so that I could get a dollar, but now what do I do with this dollar? Do I go to the store and spend it on ice cream? Mm-hmm. Or do I invest it? Mm-hmm. Or do I save it? Right. And they, they tell show you in the app how you can save the money and they teach children about philanthropy as well. Good. So if you want to donate through that app, they'll let you do that too. Awesome. You know, I remember earlier you, you mentioned something about um, tithing, the principle of tithing. And I always, I yes. often go back to the to Joseph, the story of Joseph. Um, he told Pharaoh, if you put away one fifth of your grain in the years of plenty, Yes. We will have enough. And that was one fifth, which is, you know, twice. But the 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 concept of that was there. It was not a time. It was a saving. It was an investment. Let's put that amount away so that in the time of drought we will have more. And people came all the way from far far away to come to Egypt to to buy. Because Egypt it was farming everywhere. Yes, they did. Egypt had, yes. Welcome back. You're listening to Rethink It with Dr. Martha J. And remember this week we are tackling financial literacy or money knowledge. How do we know, how do we understand money vibes so that we can create wealth and we can teach our children on how to build wealth. So parents, get out there and find resources that can help you teach students in the simplest ways about concepts such as credit, such as managing money, um, insurance, um, compound interest, saving, risks, rewards, credit, debit, all of the words that PISA suggests that students need to know in order to be successful, not just on a financial test, but also how to become financially secure and to be able to have a society that can function with more financially sound or financially literate individuals. One of the books that I've been paying attention to is Investing for Kids, an activity book with 65 activities about saving, investing, and growing money 
for kids and it's by Justin Nelson. You are listening to Rethink It with Dr. Martha J, where she examines how to utilize principles of habits to influence success in the areas we want them. So parents, there we have it. It's like a circle or a cycle. 80% of our students were not able to answer questions on a financial test on a level three. In other words, only 30% of 15-year-olds were able to pass a financial literacy test. Yet, 94% of those students say that they learn about money from their parents. So therefore, we can say that it's either our parents know and they're not telling the students or they do not know enough about money. Therefore, if you were to leave an investment for your child and your child knows nothing about how to handle money, what's going to happen, they're not going to invest that money And so we will have a repeat. We will have students or young adults not utilizing money effectively. And so we will have a cycle that is repeated. And instead of narrowing the wealth gap, we will widen it. Therefore, we want to encourage your parents to learn more about money Learn about concepts such as investing, growing money, a little more than saving. We want you to teach students how to handle money. Give them opportunities to learn more about money. It was a pleasure having Mary with us this week. And we will have a surprise guest. Um, no leaks. I'll just when you listen again next week, you will hear who is our guest that's gonna help us talk about wealth inequality and disparities. Until next time, remember to share, like, send a message, reach out, let us know how we were able to if we were able to impact you. Until next time, bye bye.